Welcome to the Detours Podcast. Let's get lost. Hey y'all, what is up? I am back in hopefully a less noisy environment. Hope y'all have been well. I am at the house. Just got done cooking, cleaning, washing clothes. And you know, it just got me to thinking because... Everything that's been going on recently with, um, first we had Summer Walker and her whole um, Still Over It album coming out. Now, I wasn't really a big fan of the Over It album, but I did have some bops on there that I liked a whole lot. I just didn't like like it. Like, um, I'm just not one of those people that like songs that are just like good for the moment like I like songs that I can listen to forever endlessly you know what I mean so the still over I haven't heard any songs on there that I really 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 like but I'm still in the process but you so we had the summer walker situation with London on the track then we had the baby and Danny Lay I don't know to me it looks like Danny Lee but I heard it's Danny Lay so yeah, the baby and Danny Lay, and let me tell you something. That situation had the girls triggered, honey. Like triggered and tried. Like it was like everybody who was ever dated, or dealt with, or had a baby with a black man who disrespected you. Everybody was feeling that. Everybody was feeling her on that. But at the same time, there's only so much feeling we could do because like most of us went through the bulk of that when we were like teenagers to early 20s but she 26 but then I remember it like I kind of went through that again it was my fault like at 29 but um we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> so yes it was just she had the girls triggered because like I was triggered too I was like oh we but it was clear at the point that he was just doing whatever to make her mad I'm like Baby, I don't know what you did to make him mad, but he is just trying to do whatever it takes to get under your skin. But it got me to thinking, you know, and I'm just like, us baby mamas, single mothers, we are like, like that show we used to see back in the day, probably maybe at your grandma's house, maybe just flipping through the TV. But that show, Xena, Warrior Princess, I'm like, we're like, Xena, warrior baby mama (laughs) but you know it's crazy because at the same time so much stuff has happened where it's like it's a miracle that we're not like that other show that used to come on you know before snapped before snapped on Sundays it was a show you probably seen at your grandma's house maybe your auntie maybe your mama but it was called murder she wrote (laughs) and uh yeah it's a miracle we won one of the, not one of the characters on that from the ways these baby daddies be acting like doing the absolute most for no reason. And it's crazy because it's like when you're with this person and, you know, I really loathe when people be like, oh, well, that's who you chose. That's who you chose. I'm like. Yes and no, you know, like before you had a baby with them, you weren't thinking about how they would treat a baby. You were just thinking about how they treated you and how they treated you. Some things are okay because you can take care of yourself, right? But like if you bring a baby involved, the baby has to depend on the parents. So that's a whole different ball game. Then I always tell people like, you don't really, really know a person until y'all have a child because it's like, you just never know what they're going to do because y'all might have totally different standards when it comes to raising a whole person. You know, you might not believe in butt whoopings. They might believe in butt whoopings. You might not believe in cussing your child out. They might cuss like a sailor, you know. So it's just all these different things that you never really know. You never know <laughs> until you have a kid with this person. I mean, I remember I got pregnant in my junior year of college in my undergrad. And um, 
I remember the night I found out I was pregnant. So like the night I found out I was pregnant, ironically, I decided that night before I got a pregnancy test, I decided that night that I was done with him. Like we were supposed to meet up somewhere and he like stood me up. Um, I had drove, I'd driven down from school. It was like a weekend night. It might've been Friday or Saturday. I don't know. But I was working at Payless Shoe Source out in uh, the town that I was going to school in. I was working at Payless Shoe Source. So I think I closed the store because, you know, we up here in college opening and closing the store. When I think about that, that's crazy. Literally for like a hundred bucks a week. But anyway, so I remember I closed the store and I think I drove down to uh, to meet up with him. Like he asked me to drive down to meet up with him. So kind of like we did... I think every weekend, you know, this was like a routine. So um, I was driving down. I couldn't really reach him, but like I didn't want to like there have been times when I couldn't reach him and didn't come. And then he would pop up and blowing my phone up. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to come down anyway because he's going to be mad if I just don't show up. So I'm driving down, can't reach him, whatever. So basically he stand me up. He stood me up. So that night. I decided that I was done. Like, I was like, you know what? I am tired. I ain't feeling it these days. Like, I'm just not feeling well. (laughs) Like, now I'm looking back at this. I'm like, oh, wow. The signs. I'm just like, I'm not feeling well. I'm done with him. Like, whatever. I got all these college dudes trying to talk to me anyway. Whatever. So, um, but as I was driving back, something just dawned on me. I was just like... Dang, when the last time I had a period? Because this is before I started actually tracking my period. Ever since then, I probably already mentioned ever since then. Oh, baby, there don't come a time when I don't have it in my app. Because I don't want to be caught slipping ever again. So um, I'm driving up back through Atlanta, back up to the town I'm going to. And um, I see a big old sign for CVS. Like, I'm just kind of like just riding around the city, you know, I'm just like, don't have nothing to do. I'm just riding around at this point. So I'm kind of (laughs) lost because I just, I just got off at some random exit because I saw CVS and I was like, I'm going to get a pregnancy test. And I really don't know what made me do that other than the fact that I realized that I hadn't had a period and I didn't know how long. So I stopped at this CVS. It was like a 24 hour CVS. It was only one person in the store a man who worked there. Um, I still remember what he looks like to this day. He was like a short black guy. He looked like he was uh, African and uh, he had glasses and he had on like a pharmacy jacket too. So I didn't know if he was also a pharmacist, a pharmacist. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I got the uh, test and I didn't even look at him because I was like kind of ashamed. So I like I was just like, all right, I'm getting this test. And I just swiped my little car and I got out of there. And so um, I went back to school and my roommate, who me and her, she and I, it's so funny. She and I didn't get along in the beginning, but by the time it was all said and done, like that was the homie. But anyway, um, so I got back to the school. She wasn't there, though. She had went home for the weekend. Like, I mean, we all did. So I just got back to the school and um, I took the test in in my bathroom of our little suite we had and it came back positive. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was pregnant and I really didn't need a confirmation for that. So that was that. And, you know, everything that came after that was just like me going to get it confirmed because when you go to the doctor and you say you're pregnant they're gonna check because you know they need to know and they need to do an ultrasound and all this good stuff so yeah that's how that occurred but it's like the moment I found out I was pregnant I was like I am going to put this child first in everything I do I'm going to try to do what's best for this child I'm not going to be like oh let me Go do this with the dad, do that with the dad. Now, I did have some weak moments where I was like, let me ask him. You know, he said he wanted to see this child so badly. And even back then, 10 years ago, I was like, you know, after dealing with someone who lies all the time, you're like, I'm like, you know, 
I hear what you're saying, but show me. So like, um, he would say how badly he wanted to see his son. And since I had known him for so many years, I'm like, no, you just, you say, oh, you want to see your son. Then in the same breath, you're like, oh, I want to clap them cheeks. And it's like, mm, it's not adding up. No. So if you really want to see this, your son do this, I used to tell him just drop off some diapers to my grandma's house in the city. Drop off some diapers, you know, drop off some clothes or something and do that. Show that you're actually trying to be a father and we will make the next steps. He never, ever, ever dropped off any diapers or anything at my grandma's house and um you know that was just a sign of good faith like you're not trying to just get me alone so um at there did come a time when he did get me and the child together and our child together and you know I'm thinking he gonna like you know spend time with the child no he's like oh what time he gonna take a nap like what you said you want to see this baby so bad why you want him to take a nap so you can have sex no go spend time with your son you want to see and it was just always this cycle and it's like that I was like "Mm -mm, I don't know how people you know you know have kids with the same person who not doing right with the first one back to back to back but even if I say something like that even if I say something like that I am sounding like the people that say why you have a child with him to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a double-edged sword. A double-edged sword. And when I say it, it's not to judge anyone. Because I get it. Like, when you're with a man and you think you love him. And even if you don't think you love him. They think that once you have a child with them. That you're their property. And that they can come have sex sex with you anytime they want. Because... They think that you're their property. They know that you're going to be there taking care of that child. So, yeah, if they want it, they're going to come take it. And it's ridiculous. I understand. It's quite ridiculous. And, um, you know, it's just a cycle. And, like, I realized early on that my child was expensive. Like, I want you don't want your kid to have the best, right? So my child's expensive. So I'm like, oh, no, I can't have any more right now because I can't have any back to back because who who's going to take care of them? How am I going to get them this? How am I going to get them that? Like, am I going to be one of those people that just ball out during tax season and for the rest of the year, my child won't have what they need? Like, that's horrible. Then having to go through the government, like food stamps, you know, you got don't miss your dates and don't make too much money and you know it's just too much to have to keep up with that I am not trying to do and so it just was something that was important to me not to be on a struggle bus forever because you know having too many kids back to back to back will do that you just you know you will have to you will struggle a little bit you can get lucky and get on all kinds of government assistance but who really wants to do that, you know? I mean, I'm sure some people do want to do that, but it's not something that I wanted to do for me and mine. You know, I just wanted to, you know, be able to provide for them. And it never, ever crossed my mind that, like, as I was younger and growing and maturing and looking for better jobs and trying to better myself, it never crossed my mind that... Um, my child's other half wouldn't be trying to do the same. Like, it never crossed my mind. <laughs> like, yes, I know we met at a fast food restaurant working there, but I was in high school. And so this was just like a little high school gig. Like, jobs, <sighs> jobs like that, where we were making $6 and some change an hour before before it got moved to $7.25 an hour. Um, like, you know, I'm just thinking those are just starter jobs, you know. It never crossed my mind that it would never progress past that. And for someone like me who, like, you know, he was put on child support when he was working at a fast food restaurant. So 
The cost of the child support has always stayed the same. Even when I knew he was making more money, I never said, "Ooh, let me tell them that he's making more money so that they can increase the child support. Like it's always been, you need to do something, you know, something that makes sense. So the $264 is something, you know, and it makes sense to do that rather than nothing or rather than the $1.91 he put on the account uh, recently. (laughs) So yeah, it just made sense. So it's like, I completely understand the pain that Danny Lay felt. And I think many people around the world resonated with that pain and they felt for her. The difference is it was displayed for millions to see. Now, when it's happening to us, it feels like everyone sees it because everyone in our environment sees it. So it might as well be millions. But, you know, it's a different thing when it's truly millions. And so, you know, it's just like, how do you become this fierce mother that wants to have a life but also wants to take care of your kids? And what is the boundaries that is set For when you want to have a life, do you put your child in danger so that you can go live your life? Do you just drop them off with whoever, whomever? Do you drop them off with their um, father, even though you know they might be put in a predicament that's not safe? You know, so there's all kinds of things that go into that. It's like, what do you do? You know, I've always, like I've said in the past, I'm heavy on the I'd rather be safe than sorry. I'm heavy on that because of things that happened to me in my childhood. And so I'm, it is my goal to no matter how old my child gets, if my child is trying as a teenager, as an adult, if they're trying, I'm always going to have their back and help them out always, no matter what. And it's like, I think that's where I differ from my own mother because like recently and in the past, I felt like she put men before me and like people were like, well, not people like one other person in my family was like, well, when you get a man and you get married, you'll probably do the same. And it's like, I would never, never do the same. I'm never going to put a man before my child because if I'm married to that man, he has to know that that's our child. And so, especially if our child goes to work every day, does what they're supposed to do, is not sitting around the house drinking and smoking all day or ever, (laughs) then yes, we're going to help that child always. And we're not going to disrespect that child just because we're helping them. And we're going to be okay with the boundaries set by that child because that is a person. But again, and again, like the difference is I'm a female and I have a son. So like... If I had a husband, when I have a husband, he'll be talking to another man if he has to talk to my son. But it's like my mother, like, I'm like, ma'am, the only time your husband has booked on anyone has been a female, me, and a child. Like, that should tell you something. When another man is present, he says nothing. But if it's a female, that's the only two people you don't see him try to get jiggy with, a child and a female child. That should tell you all you need to know about that man. But anyways, we're not talking about that. So, yes, it's just like it's crazy that we have to deal with that. You know, sometimes I find myself thinking, you know, and I'm just like, wow. Like, I I can't believe, like, that's who I have a child with. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, never mind. I don't have a child with that person. What? But, um, and it's sad because, you know, you want somebody who you can depend on and trust and all that good stuff. And you know what? I just thought about something. When I, right before I got this job that I have now, the job I've been at for almost 10 years, um, I had an interview and... The interview was one day and I think something happened and they called me and they told me they needed to change the interview date. So 
Baby dad didn't have a phone, so I called his mother and I said, can you talk to him and ask him if he can babysit our son for a couple hours while I go do this interview? And uh, long story short, he couldn't even do that. I'm just like, wow, you know, just wow. But anyway, we got it figured out. I think my brother ended up watching him, but... Yeah, it's just like from the from the jump, from the beginning. It's just always been nonsense. And unlike most, I'm willing to go ahead and take full responsibility for my part. So when I say, did I ask for this? Did I ask for it? Yes, I did. Um, there were times I could have left and walked away. And I didn't do to just um, familiar familiarity familiarity (laughs) y'all know what I'm trying to say familiarity familiarity (laughs) but yeah there were times when I could have walked away and I chose not to because I mean it's true starting over with someone else sucks starting over with someone else sucks and you it's a lot you have to deal with with somebody new but you know, in this day and age now, I know that starting over does not really suck. It, um, you know, it's cool with me right now, as I like to right now in this day and age, I'm loving taking things extra, extra slow. So it's like, it's whatever. Like, let's go very slow, like almost not moving because the alternative of moving too fast causes much more heartache and pain and it's just something that I don't want anymore you know I don't want a part of that anymore you know what I mean like that's not my lifestyle like Shakina said (laughs) like I don't know what y'all got going on over there that's not me I'm tired of being hurt and being confused and Getting my feelings involved in things, and it's some definitely something I want to mention to my therapist. Like I just want to mention to her, like, like you know, why do I try to go for people, or it's like the minute I sense someone backing away from me, that's when I go extra hard. And it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to. I don't want anybody who doesn't want me. So if I sent someone back in the way, I just let them go. Because I noticed with myself, like when I sent somebody back in the way, I'm like, oh, look, wait a minute. Let me see what's going on. Why? I mean, I guess that's a natural, you know, like reaction in the beginning. But it's like, if someone wants to leave, let them, right? So, you know, in regard to my son's dad, you know, I had many chances to let that go and I didn't because it was familiar. I Yeah, I thought I loved him or whatever, but I don't know. Recently, after everything that has happened, I'm just like, do I even know what love is? I need to reevaluate love and um, like when I recognize I actually love a man because I found myself saying in my head and I caught myself like, girl, what? And I was like, hmm, I really care for this person. I'm like, girl, you don't even know them. But the problem is I I do this thing where I see like other people in this person and that's not good. That's not good. Like, that's not the same person. Like, yes, they're, they may look similar, act similar, but, you know, so my brain kind of, like, meshes them together. And it's like, no, no, no. That is not the same person. So that's what I recently noticed. And I definitely want to talk about that with my therapist. And probably after the holidays when I get some um, sessions in. But... Yeah, well, after Thanksgiving. And so I just would like to see what she has to say and what is the cause of that and what can I do to fix it? 
But yeah, so I don't know, like in this day and age, I don't have many very, very young friends. So I don't really see a lot of women having kids and not being married and being um, like unhappy. I don't see a lot of that. It seems like a lot more women are being smarter now. But I do see a lot of women getting married, then having kids, and then getting a divorce because they realize they don't like this person. Definitely see a lot of divorces right now. I don't know why. Like, I guess, I don't know. Initially, we thought it's because people were spending too much time together due to everything going on in the world. But, um, and that, I'm sure that's a part of it. But it's like, Instead of, I am happy on one end because it's like, why be married to someone who, you know, you don't really like? <laughs> why do that? So I'm thankful that, you know, that's not the case. And, oh, excuse me, y'all, I'm actually folding clothes at this time, you know, got to multitask. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, why, why? Be married to someone you don't like and you don't or you're not sure that you love them. And why marry somebody just because they ask? See, like, I think that's a problem, too. Like, I think a lot of people marry people just because they ask, you know, and maybe you weren't 100 percent sure. But it's like, well, they took the time to ask and you don't obviously don't want to say no in front of everybody. So it's a lot of pressure. But you went through with the whole marriage. So it's like, okay, wait. So, I mean, I know it's a lot of pressure and people want to be married. You want to have that. I'm married type of thing. Like, you know, that reminds me of my coworker. Like, one of my coworkers, um, see, I tried, see, actually, we have a child, her son and my son around the same age. And when I first started working at my job, she was there probably like a year and a half before me. And uh, she had her son, she had her son after me. And um, it was like, they did go to each other's birthday parties. So she and her son, let me see. Yeah, he had to be a little baby. She and her son went to my son's second birthday party, and my son is now 10. So, um, yes. And I think we went to his second birthday party, too. But, um, like, so she's on two ends of the spectrum in this conversation. Um the first end is she was a single parent to her first son, and she did a great job. I mean, he's a great young man. He's in college now. And, um, you know, she's a single mother, and then around however old he was, she had a second son. And then she was engaged to the second son's father and then realized that it wasn't going to work out. Like, they didn't get along. It's like, so you said yes to the man to marry him. But you knew, luckily, before y'all walked down the aisle that it wouldn't work out. So you let that go. And, um, you know, it's great that they're able to co-parent and she's able to drop him off. And the dad picks the child up and he gets to go out of town with the family because the dad's family is from, like, um, Barbados or something like that. And so, um, you know, I think that's excellent. That's great, actually. And um, I remember her telling me one day, though, and I don't know what we were talking about, but I remember her telling me one day, like, we were outside, and she was like, I'm so lonely. And I was like, girl, you're not lonely. You got two sons at the house. You are not lonely. She was like... That's not enough. That's not enough. And I was like, and I was very taken aback. At first, I was like kind of offended. She said that. I'm like, ma'am, you have your boys at home. You're not lonely. But I get what she's saying. She's lonely for adult companionship. And um, I get it. I get it now. Uh, back then, I was like, mm-mm, no, ma'am. But um, then... Maybe a year after that, maybe a few months after that, she met this guy on um, Facebook and, um, you know, things started moving fast and 
they started dating and, you know, he was older than her and, um, you know, his kids were like grown and, um, you know, I mean, I don't know the guy. He seemed like a very nice guy. But um, basically, long story short, they got married very fast. They got engaged and married very fast. And then all of a sudden, it was like, as soon as they got married, a switch flipped in her head. And like, it was just constant, constant complaining about the man. Like, oh, I can't stand him. Why did I get married? Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, what? Ma'am, now you know. You wanted to be married, and you got married. So what is the deal? So I'm just saying all that to say, like, things change. And you just never know in what ways you might think you know a person, and you don't. I mean, honestly, I thought I knew my baby daddy before we got had a child. I definitely did. And the things I realize as I get you know, as time goes on, it's things I realize and it's just like, oh man, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know this. I, you know, the ways people change are either for the better or worse. And so for him, with everything he has going on, which again, it's no judgment, but with everything he has going on, it's like, golly, you know, it seems to be it's for, it's getting worse, but doesn't, doesn't mean he can't turn his life around. But the bad thing is like, you know, our son's 10, and I think his youngest child might be seven or eight. So it's like, you know, time is moving by fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, the impact of your decisions on your kids has already been done. You know, their opinion has already been formed of you. Now, their opinion can change if you change, of course, but the opinion has already been formed. And so, and these are kids, and the kids know if they can't depend on you. And that's why I'm big against, um, I'm also big against, like, don't try to call my child telling them you're going to do all these things and you don't do it and you don't follow through. I do not like that because I have had times when I was disappointed in my own father, like, back when I believed he was doing all this stuff and that stuff. It was like, hmm, okay, you know. And so when it didn't come, when it didn't happen, I was definitely disappointed up until the point where I decided to stop believing anything he said. And when I stopped believing anything he said, I stopped expecting anything. And so if you don't expect something, guess if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't hurt. So that's how that has gone, you know ever since I was very young. So, you know, recently my own dad let me know he um, he started a job at uh, Popeye's, y'all. And he's been there, I think he said like seven, eight months now. And that's probably the longest job I know that he's ever held for that long. And so I told him I was proud of him, which I am. I mean, that's, that's great. Um, you know, I told him, that's great. I'm proud of you. Make sure you take care of yourself. And um, that was the end of that. But I don't know. I do still think he does a little something, something on the side. But again, no judgment here. Um, You know, I wish my dad the best, honestly. I wish my whole family the best. I still pray for my entire family. Um, Yeah, so it's just we have to move differently when you're a single parent. Um... And some single parents, like, they might be a single parent, but they rarely have their child. And I get it. I mean, some people just can't, you know, can't deal, you know. And so if they're, if your child is safer somewhere else, then why not? But if your child is safest, the safest with you, go ahead and keep your child. I'm not saying don't have a life, but definitely have a life and you do what you can for your kid, like, there, I've gone through a lot of changes trying to do what I thought was best for me and my kid. Like, a lot of things I thought about doing, wanted to do, because I thought it was best for me and my child. Like, one thing was um, when I was trying to be a teacher. And um, 
I definitely had to pass all these GACE exams, and it was one part of the exam that was kicking my butt. Um, finally passed that part, but, and I did briefly become a paraprofessional, but I couldn't stick with teaching for a few reasons. It's because I was already like making a certain amount of money annually and like the difference. I didn't have any leeway for a difference because, you know, like I didn't have any family to give me this to feel secure enough to quit a job where I know I can get a certain amount of money a year to quit that job, to make less money to teach and be like, um, don't feel like a burden on someone else in my family. That was very difficult. So I ended up not um, sticking with teaching right now because I just, it wasn't going to work out, but I needed that schedule to match with my child's schedule to help us. But, you know, we have to work it out how we can. I could, and I'm thinking about revisiting um, teaching on the college level due to my master's degree, but um, that's a whole new ball game. And college isn't closed the same as schools are. Um, you know, grade school, but I will look into that and revisit that. But um, yeah, I was just like, I can't take that much of a pay cut. Like if I had a, you know, a different situation financially, maybe I could. Or like if I was married, I probably could take that pay cut, you know, if we had two incomes. But When you are a single mom and you have one income, you cannot take the kind of risks that you normally could as a person by yourself. And, um, you know, that's another thing to think of when we think of being single parents. I mean, I know that it's glamorized right now in the music industry and with famous people, but, you know, they have the resources to do that. You know, I'm glad it has come around because there was a time in the um, music industry specifically, the music industry specifically, there was a time when they a baby would ruin your career. And it's true. I mean, Lauren Hill had a whole song about it to Zion. So, and, you know, we didn't hear much from Lauren Hill after that. But, yes. Like is we all know it's much easier to move when you don't have um, a child to you have to consider first. We all know this as single parents. And it's like the fact that, OK, so like with these fathers, I'm like, I'm not sure how they are able to go on with their day not knowing how their kids are doing. And it's like that is that is really weird, like. You know, you don't know if your kid is at school. You don't know what size shoe they wear. You don't know what they like to eat. Like, I don't know how they go on with their day. But that is a luxury that most single mothers do not have. And most single mothers do what it takes for their kids. And as I've also been seeing on Facebook recently, like, they have little memes like, oh, my baby daddy think that, I used his $150 to buy a car. And, um, you know, that's another misconception when it comes to child support. Like, people are so, or men specifically, black men are so afraid of child support. And it's like, child support really, they really try to help the fathers. Before the court settles on any type of price, monthly amount to be paid, there is time where you can actually have a mediation and agree to an amount that you can pay. Like, it's only when you decide to not show up to court, not pay anything that the court decides what it should be. And it's like, yes, I do know for men who make big money, real money, that there are some vindictive um, women who will try to take all their money. I do know that. But for the regular Joe Schmo, like most of us know, um, they're not coming for all your money <laughs> because you don't have it like that. 
and that's fine. So it's like, okay, so $150 is not going to get you very far. I mean, we spend more than that on the after-school bill. Um, $150, like a daycare bill weekly is more than that. And then let's see, you got haircut cuts are like 30 bucks now. And then we have shoes, clothes, food. And it's just like, what? That is crazy. But it's crazy that people would think that, you know, 100 or $200 is even going to go very far for a whole month. And I'll let you know now, it's not. These kids are expensive. They want PS5s and hoverboards and all kinds of things. So it's like, that's not going to go very far, my dude. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just I'm that whole subject. This whole subject has been on my mind heavily due to this Danny Lay situation because it was quite triggering. And then like the next triggering part is like everybody's like, well, she going to get right back with him. And it's like, you know, we all see that coming. And it's like, okay, when she does, what is the next thing he's going to do that tops this past thing that he did that was very disrespectful? It's like, what's the next thing that's going to happen? Because him being a whole nigga, he going to try to top the last one. So, you know, it's just a something they do to bring you down. And make you feel like less than. And it's it's not fair. And it's not nice. But it is what you're dealing with. And it, depending on who it is, how it is, it's not going to get much better. So there we have somebody who is, I guess, a millionaire. And, you know, he think he can do whatever he wants. And I guess he can since he's holding a checkbook. But, you know, same thing with these guys, though, like. They think they can for whatever reason because they want to. And it's like, it's scary. It is definitely scary. And I think that this misconception on child support and helping your child is so misconstrued in a black community. And, you know, I think the main people spreading it, along with the men, are some of the women, too. Like, you know, my son's dad. She has definitely told me in the past that, oh, you can pay my child support. You're not going to get no money. And I'm like, you know, that's fine. But again, he's not on child support as a punishment. He's on child support to help support a child. And so it's not punishment. It is what it is. And so um, because, you know, my funds go to supporting a child and his funds should go to supporting his children. So, um, you know, and I just think, oh, and back to child support, like, they really try to help fathers first. Like, they have, like, a fatherhood program. When we went to court, the last time we went to court, um, like, they do everything in their power to be on the male's side to see what they can and what they are willing to do before the courts intervene because at the end of the day they got other things going on so they like they got real things going on so they're like okay do what do you what can you do and um when they can't do anything or when they come into court with some kind of attitude acting crazy because last time we went to court when I reinstated the child support um he brought child I had never seen this before but he brought his girlfriend with him and it was kind of funny because it was like pouring down raining. She show up in some open toe heels. We in downtown Atlanta. Of course, you got to walk. You got to walk at least a mile to get to the courthouse. Maybe half a mile, maybe half a mile. But like I said, also pouring down raining. So, you know, it's hilarious. They get to the court late and then... Like, I don't know. I did look over there because I'm just like, why would you bring this girl to the, a child support hearing for a back child support? That's strange. Nobody else showed up with their girlfriend. <laughs> but I guess that was for me. I don't know. But um, she comes in there and he put his arm around her because, I, I mean, we can see each other. And then the bailiff was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. What y'all think this is? <laughs> 
Like, what you think? You at the movies or something? Take your arm from around the girl. This is a court hearing. This is not no chill date at the movies. So, yeah, I don't know. But, um, you know, it was like a waste of time for them because I'm like, we're only here because you're behind on child support and they want to know what you're willing to pay. End of story. Nothing more, nothing less. And so that's what they had to explain to him. Like he was trying to get out of pocket and do the most. And they were like, this is the only reason why we're here. Let's get it done. And so we did. So, um, you know, it's just a strange world in that regard. And it's true. Don't have kids when you're not ready to have kids with people you don't know. But again, I had known him for, you know, many years before the child. But um, the depth that I didn't know, I know now. It didn't came after that. But I don't regret it. You know, I have a son. He's 10. He's great. And I'm so thankful. But I am so thankful. But I'm just saying, like, when you are a single mother, you have to do something incredible every single day. And I can imagine the ones who have more than one child. I mean, that must be incredibly difficult. And um, on top of that, you know, it's just like... We all go through this stage where we are first trying to do the family, get rejected, feel like crap, feel like we're not good enough. And then we have to dig ourselves back. And some of us make it out. Some don't. Some spiral out of control. Like I was depressed for a very long time, but I'm not sure if it was all due to him, but It definitely had something to do with it. I was definitely very, very depressed. And it took some time to come out of, but I'm glad I did. Um, And it reminds me of this girl. I was actually, we were raised in the same neighborhood. Um, We, For some reason, we didn't go to the same school, though. But she was in our same neighborhood, so that was strange. So maybe she went to, like, um, you know, sometimes you know somebody that knows somebody, and you just go to a different school, but... You know, back then they weren't checking your address and all that good stuff. So um, we were in the same neighborhood, but they were on the different side. We never really hung out, but um, we definitely saw each other. But basically, I remember on Facebook um, after she had her son, and this was such a sad, um, you know, situation to see on Facebook, but I could relate. And so she had her son. He's super cute. And um, I remember about a year, and this was the guy she was with. He was a little older than us, and he had several kids before the son. And he had a couple around the same time as she had her son. So he had quite a few kids. And so um, I could tell, like, she was having parties for the son, inviting all the siblings and dealing with all of that, which I'm sure wasn't easy. And one day... Out of nowhere, she just posted on Facebook like, you know, I'm trying to get back with my baby daddy. We have this son together. I love him, but he doesn't want to be with me. Like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Why doesn't he want me? And it was a very emotional post. And I was just, I felt bad for her because I'm like, that is, first of all, embarrassing. But I feel you. It's like, you know, nothing's wrong with you. But. I will say her comeback was something vicious. I'm like, girl, I know she looking back now like, oh, my. What was I thinking? Like, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. But, yes, her comeback was something vicious. And she seems to be doing great right now. She seems to be doing wonderful with her one son, her own business, her own house, her own car. And it's like, you know, she had to. She had to do that, and she had to just, you know, put the big girl panties on and make it do what it do for her son and for herself. And that's what I feel like, you know, I'm having to do, and I've been doing. And, you know, another part of that is also just creating boundaries with my own family and creating boundaries with the baby daddy. And, um, like, these days, like, the kind of boundaries I've set include... 
not letting him know where I live due to safety and just um, peace of mind because some people, once again, think that you're their property and think you can they can just show up at your place whenever they want. And so for peace of mind, peace in general, you can't know our address and we just stay low key. But it's definitely some sort of warrior princess, warrior person that you have to be in order to keep yourself and your child safe and healthy. And definitely all of that warriorness goes back to prayer and God, of course. So it's like, wow, you know, what do you do? So that's just something for us to think of. Hopefully this can be my last venture into the whole topic of baby daddies and baby mamas. But it was just like, child, everybody was so shook. Excuse me. Everybody was so shook and I was shook as well. So I had to get back on here and let y'all know, like, it gets better. If there's any single moms out there, it does get better. But just keep digging your feet in. And that's exactly why I started my nonprofit um, organization called With Love from Rosella. And I really got to get back on that. And I really got to see if the government is done looking into all these fake PPPs because I'm actually waiting on the IRS to approve it as a 501c3. And I, of course, paid the money for the application for it to become a 501c3. They took my little money, but I haven't heard from them in months. And then when you call, um, they have a little recording that comes on like, We're not taking calls in regard to this at this current time. Call back later. Like, what? Like, why did you take my money then? So we're looking into it. But this is exactly why I'm doing this. And I think it's in the long run will definitely be helpful. So I'm excited. Stay tuned. And let's see what we talk about next, y'all. Peace.